0: Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacy Gotsulius, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, Sporting News, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnYankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stay Scotts. We also have an Instagram account at LockedOnYankees, all one word. So please follow, like, and comment. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We will be discussing last night's 3-1 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. Garrett Cole had a good outing. Kyle Higashioka provided all the offense. I have some comments to make about an article that came out over the weekend in reference to Gary Sanchez. I have some thoughts. And there's more stuff to discuss. But first, you can get Locked on Yankees and all other Locked on podcasts straight to your phone. In Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. I am going to apologize right off the bat, pun intended. My allergies are awful today. And if I sniffle and don't edit the sniffles out, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll do the best I can when I go in and edit this, but I am just, I'm a mess today. (laughs) I love spring. I'm glad that the weather's getting better. Although I saw a forecast for Friday. We're going to have a nor'easter On Friday, and it's possible it might be sleety and icy where I live and snowy in places like Orange and Sullivan counties. So good luck with that if you live up there. Snow in April. I mean, it's happened before, but that's just odd. Anyway, speaking of weather and a place where it won't snow, the Yankees were down in Florida, down in Dunedin, playing the Blue Jays because they're in Dunedin. No one can get into Canada Canada is a mess right now, by the way. I follow this closely because of my obsession with Toronto real estate. Last year, New York was the epicenter of really bad COVID stuff. And not that Toronto is, because it's not like it was in New York where there were tons of, you know, uh, ICU beds filled up with people. But the numbers are going up in places like Toronto and in Ontario in general. And it doesn't look like we'll be able to get into Canada anytime soon. So in case you wanted to visit, you're going to have to wait a little bit. So the Yankees were in Dunedin and Garrett Cole had a bit of a shaky first inning. He gave up a run. He uncorked a wild pitch. One of the beat writers, I can't remember who it was now, maybe Sweeney Murdy, mentioned that Cole had said, He went out early to work on the mound in Dunedin, and he didn't like it. And that first inning kind of indicated that he wasn't comfortable on the mound. And then he became Garrett Cole again, and he was fine. He retired the last 15 batters he faced. He struck out eight overall with those eight strikeouts. Cole now has 29 strikeouts in his first three starts with the Yankees this season, and that ties a record for the most by a Yankee pitcher in their first three starts of a season, he tied David Cohn, and that happened way back in 1997. So Cole had a good outing. He pitched like the ace everyone wants him to be. He's really amazing. When he, It's so funny watching Garrett Cole pitch, because I love when he gets annoyed with himself, and then he just comes out and starts firing fastballs that guys can't even react to, or secondary pitches that guys can't react to. I mean, you know, he held that lineup to the one run and they didn't do anything after that and the bullpen also stepped up because cole pitched six innings and the bullpen came in and they did their job i think cole retired the last 15 that he faced and then the bullpen retired five in a row i think right i think there was a streak of 20 straight toronto batters that were out so Yeah, the Yankees pitching really has not been the problem this season. It's been the offense, and the offense wasn't that great last night. The offense was Kyle Higashioka hitting two home runs, which is amusing because I believe it was last year when they asked Cole if Higashioka was his personal catcher, and he joked because I think it was another two-home run performance last season, and Cole joked that he's Higashioka's personal pitcher. These guys are so funny. I will say this. I did notice that after one of Higashioka's home runs, when he went into the dugout, he ignored Gio Urshela, went to Gleyber Torres. They did a whole celebration thing. And then when he was walking back, he not only he didn't ignore Urshela. He kind of pushed Urshela's hand away from him. So um, I need to know what's going on there. I don't know. Maybe they're playing around. Because they know the cameras are on them. I'm kind of hoping that's the situation because that just looked kind of odd to me. I don't want to start a whole, oh my God, Gio Urshela and Kyle Higashioka are beefing. But it just looked, I don't know, it looked odd to me. So Higashioka provides the offense. Cole in the bullpen shuts down Toronto. They win 3-1. The Yankees have a mini streak going on. I don't even know if two wins constitutes any kind of a streak. But it's better than what they've been doing. That win in, I was going to say Tampa because they're playing Tampa, but that win in St. Pete was big on Sunday. Of course, we all thought, oh, maybe the batters will be waking up with the way the uh, 10th inning played out, but no such luck. So let's quickly go through the numbers from last night. The Yankees scored their three runs on four hits. Again, Kyle Higashioka had the two hits that provided all the offense. You know what I mean? The scoring. The scoring. Toronto was held to one run on five hits. Robbie Ray got the loss, even though he didn't pitch bad at all. He held the Yankees down. Now, the Yankees pitching, John and Susan pointed this out, but the Yankees pitching has been striking out guys at a high rate. This happened in the Rays game the other day, and this happened last night. They struck out 12 and only walked two. That is a nice ratio. Good job. But overall... Cole, six innings, three hits, one run, one walk, eight strikeouts. Justin Wilson came in, pitched an inning. Darren O'Day pitched an inning, gave up one hit, walked one, struck out two. Then Aroldis Chapman came in, gave up a hit, struck out two. Over nine innings, the Yankees gave up five hits, one run, two walks, 12 strikeouts.
1: Pretty good. It's
0: pretty, 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 pretty good. Now, the other thing about the Yankees not getting hits last night is the fact that they only left one runner in scoring position. So that helps their risk numbers overall. But the Blue Jays were 0-9 for with runners in scoring position last night. It was like the Yankees infected them. In a moment, I'll have quotes from players and more thoughts about last night's game. But first, if you own a car, you need to go to rockauto.com Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On" in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, again, last night's game, you know, the offense was kind of stifled. Thank goodness for Kyle Higashioka backing up his personal pitcher, Garrett Cole, by hitting two home runs. And, you know, they weren't cheapies, especially the second home run he hit. He hit that pretty far. And you could tell he was happy to do it. He had quite a bat flip on that second one, which I found amusing. But you know what? I'm not against bat flips. I think they're great. I think baseball needs to be more fun. And guys need to show more of their personality. And I don't mind the bat flip. I just think it's funny when guys bat flip and the ball turns into a double. This happened to someone last week. And now I can't remember what team it was. Was it the, no, it wasn't the Rockies. I can't remember, but someone hit a ball that he thought was going to be a home run and he did a really fancy bat flip and then it hit, It ended up hitting the bottom of the wall and it was a double. And some people were saying, well, it's fine if he bat flips a double. And I said, oh, it's fine to bat flip a double, but he didn't think it was going to be a double. That's the difference. He believed it was going to be a home run. So anyway, bat flips, awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing a guy moonwalk into home plate. I think that'd be really funny. So Garrett Cole talked to reporters after the game, which is customary because of course he did, and this is what he had to say. Aaron Boone just mentioned that he thought after
1: that second inning and really even in that second inning, your secondary stuff started getting much sharper. What did you feel like was the difference from the second inning on?
2: You know, I just thought thought we settled in. Really, nothing more than that. You know, not a, some, some, some big misfires in the first, but, you know, not a, not a ton of bad pitches in strike zone. You know, a couple fortunate hit uh, that we had to deal with um, and uh, kind of pitch around. And then they press this again in the second. Much better, much better grouping of pitches in the second. Um, So kind of a combination of few
1: misfires early and a solid approach. You had mentioned some of the misfires. You seem very frustrated after throwing a, a couple of pitches. How do you not let that frustration get to you and continue to stay dialed in?
2: Uh, you don't really have a choice, to, to be quite honest. Like you gotta, gotta keep the same, keep the same mentality, keep the same mindset regardless of, of where the pitches is going. And uh, that's that's the best way to give you a shot to give yourself a shot to keep pitching.
1: Higashioka said on the field that in the fourth inning, he felt as though you were completely dialed in in a good rhythm. Was there a moment where you felt like you were completely dialed in? You
2: know, I I was, I, you know, it was not ideal to, to lose uh, Grayell that first uh, walk of the second, but I, I thought we really pressured the bottom corner of the zone well with the slider quite a bit. Uh, didn't get rewarded for it. Um, and then, you know, had to make pitches uh first and second there. So um, you know, I I, I started a, you know, I, I I withheld I withheld a pretty good, you know, pretty good pretty good approach first two. Some stuff didn't go our way and then, you know, kinda settled, kinda settled. He said the fourth, I don't I know when we got the lead again. I thought things thought the dynamic changed. We also had a had a couple innings in the middle that were efficient after they were really, really being patient and super disciplined, not chasing and um, so we were able to kind of get the pitch back, pitch count back in our favor, and then, and then we popped two, you know, on Kyle's swing. Uh...
0: Yes, what are you cutting off there? He was going to say something. Hello? What is happening? <laughs> Here I am clipping, clipping the clips, and I'm saying, did I cut this off accidentally? No, the Yes Network did. Garrett Cole was in the middle of a thought. Why would you cut off the video there? What is happening? Kyle Higashioka, as I mentioned... Was the hitting star of the game, and this is what he had to say after his two home run performance.
1: Kyle, what is it about facing the Blue Jays that seems to bring out the best of you in the batter's box?
0: Uh,
3: I mean, I was just, you know, looking for good pitches to hit, and uh, you know, I got a got a couple tonight, and um, you know, I think it it just worked out well. I'm just glad we got the win.
1: You haven't been in the starting lineup since April 7th. What do you do to make sure that you're prepared and ready when you do get the opportunities?
3: Uh, A lot of studying, just, you know, making sure I'm ready to face whoever they roll out there against me because I know definitely if I'm not fully mentally and physically prepared, you know, if I'm getting limited playing time, I got to make sure that, um, you know, I'm 110% mentally and physically prepared for that day.
1: It seemed like Garrett Cole reached another gear after that second inning. What adjustments did he make that allowed him to find so much success on the mound?
3: Uh, I, think, I think just, you know, the first, first inning we got in, uh, we got, kind of got into a little rocky start. Um, he was a little erratic to start, and then, and then he really dialed in the command, and after that, I mean, he was getting ahead of guys, and we were rolling.
1: When did you know that he was dialed back in?
3: I think when we had that really quick inning one two three, which uh, culminated in the uh, first pitch pop up to left to to end the inning, um, I think that was like the fourth inning maybe. I knew that like we were gonna you know keep keep it going.
1: Kyle, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on the
0: win. Oh, speaking of Higashioka, last night one of my friends took a screenshot because. Someone on Twitter said or joked that they were going to get a Kyle Higashioka tattoo because of last night's game. And Kyle Higashioka tweeted at the person and said, wait, is this for real? (laughs) I don't think it's for real because a lot of people will joke like that and say, oh, if this guy does this, I'm going to get a tattoo of him on my forehead. I mean, people don't really do that sort of thing. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are some people who do things like that. I know people who have lost bets and had to get tattoos. I would never do that I got my tattoo on a dare but I would never bet a tattoo there's a big difference and I was always thinking about getting my tattoo which is an interlocking and why in case you didn't know the story got it 15 years ago yeah my tattoo is 15 wow it's almost old enough to drive that's crazy uh, a friend of mine was getting a tattoo and I had been thinking about getting it for a really long time, and I just kept chickening chickening out. And not that I ever went to a tattoo par- parlor and chickened out. I just, you know, never went to one. And when I went with her, I thought about it, and I thought about it. And I said, you know what? Why not? And then she said she dared me to do it. And I'm one of those people that if people dare me to do something, I do it. I'm kind of reckless in that way. I was dared at seven years old to go down our giant hill next to my house, the road next to my house on only my roller skates by the boys in my neighborhood. And I did it. And I didn't break anything when I did it. So I've always been this way. So when she dared me, I said, okay. And she said, I'll even pay for it. And I said, well, that's okay. Definitely. If you're going to pay for the tattoo. So I never paid for my tattoo. And it's an interlocking NY that I probably have to get touched up because it's lightening up a little bit after 15 years on my body. But I love that thing and I love showing it off. If you're listening to this episode and you have a Yankee tattoo of any kind, tweet at me and let me know. I want to know. I know I'm not alone because I've seen people walking around Yankee Stadium with Yankee tattoos much bigger than mine. And I just want to know... Who else has Yankee tattoos? If any of my listeners also have Yankee tattoos. In a moment, I will give you my thoughts on an article that was published about Gary Sanchez over the weekend that a lot of people were discussing. I will also give you my thoughts on Aaron Hicks sitting out last night's game. But first, bet online AG is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And when I say all, I mean all. NBA. NHL, soccer, baseball from all over the world, even basketball from all over the world. You can bet on European leagues and and leagues in Australia. You can bet on sports everywhere. There are places I didn't even realize had some of these sports. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. So if you want to bet on the Oscars, you still have time to do that. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So what's today, Tuesday? I believe this happened on Sunday. I saw someone retweet another person who wrote a quote about Gary Sanchez, not saying what it was from or saying who the author of that quote was, but as soon as I read it, I knew it was by Phil Mushnick because it was overtly racist and insulting, and he loves to do that. So basically, the argument in his article the other day was that Gary Sanchez still uses an interpreter to speak to reporters. Gleber Torres doesn't. And then he basically used this as an excuse to say that Gary Sanchez is lazy, he doesn't put in extra work, etc. It's the same tired old narrative about Gary Sanchez. Meanwhile, The Yes Network was showing all the extra work that Gary Sanchez was putting into being a catcher during the Rays series and watching him work out with the catching instructor. The thing about interpreters, this is my problem. When someone like Phil Mushnick or even an average racist fan, I'm not going to mince words here because you're all racist when you say stuff like this. When they bring up the problem with having an interpreter... They only talk about it when it refers to Latino players. They never say anything about Japanese players not learning English. Okay? That is definitely racism. Although, with all the anti-Asian racism going on lately, I'm surprised I'm not seeing more about that. Just because a lot of people are crappy people. But yes, a lot of this has to do with them being Latino. The thing about Gary Sanchez is you see him communicating with his teammates, especially with the pitchers that he works with. So you know he speaks English. He's not being lazy. A lot of people who speak Spanish as a first language will use an interpreter because it's easier for them to express themselves in their native language, okay? And I give guys like Glaber Torres credit for answering questions in English because there are times where you can't find the right words. English speakers can't find the right words. If you listen to this podcast you hear me fumbling because I can't think of the right word to use. It's more comfortable for them to use an interpreter and in some ways it protects them to use an interpreter because sometimes they don't know the right word to use, their comments are misconstrued, and stuff like that can happen. So in order to be comfortable they will use an interpreter. Gary Sanchez is not the only player on the Yankees who speaks Spanish as a first language and uses an interpreter, but he's the only one that Phil Mushnick was attacking. So what does that say about Phil Mushnick? And does Phil Mushnick speak Spanish? Probably not. I have to say, I absolutely enjoyed the fact that nearly every Yankee beat writer called Mushnick out for his BS. Lindsay Adler was the first one I saw. Brendan Cuddy from NewJersey.com did. I believe Eric Boland did. Ken Davidoff did. A lot of people did. Because it's ridiculous. How dare you? And what kind of a reporter are you constantly putting out racist crap like that? I mean, I know he writes for The New York Post, so it shouldn't be surprising, but he shouldn't be allowed to do that. And then you have people saying, well, don't amplify his words. No, people need to know how racist Phil Mushnick is and that The Post allows him to publish this dreck. Okay, you need to call people out on their BS when they do stuff like this. I was livid when I saw some of the stuff that he wrote. It's disgusting. And then some people were asking the beat writers why they don't bring this up to Gary Sanchez or to Aaron Boone or to anyone else on the Yankees. And they also don't want to, I mean, you don't want, I'm sure someone told Gary Sanchez about this. I'm sure he knows about it, but I think it's smart for the reporters not to bring it up. I'll give them credit for that. I mean, sometimes I wish they would. Well, maybe to Boone, just to see Boone's reaction to, especially to the uh, accusation that Sanchez is not working hard. When we all see him working hard, that's the thing that really pissed me off. Mushnik has nerve. And aside from having nerve, as I mentioned before, I feel as if most of the people who call out Spanish-speaking players for not speaking English don't even speak a second language themselves, which is the most amusing thing to me. Honestly, I'll admit, I don't speak a second language. I took Spanish in high school and junior high, didn't retain anything. I retained some stuff, but I am not anywhere near fluent in Spanish, which is sad. My mom picked it up really well, and that helped her when she was teaching because she worked with a lot of Spanish-speaking children and parents, but I don't speak a second language. My papu was teaching me Greek when I was little. Then he passed away. And, you know, five year old Stacy didn't have the wherewithal to say, hey, dad, keep teaching me Greek. So, yeah, no, I don't speak a second language. I'm not proud of that fact at all. And I would never, ever make anyone feel bad for using an interpreter. Last night, Aaron Hicks sat out the game because of everything that happened in Minnesota. In case you don't know, another black man was shot dead by police. This time they're claiming the police officer accidentally discharged her firearm instead of her taser. We've come to find out that she's a 25-year veteran of the police force. There's no way that you can mistake a taser for a handgun, but that's a discussion for another day. Aaron Hicks was very affected by this, obviously, as a black man obviously as someone who has ties to Minnesota and because he's a decent human being. He's upset that a 20-year-old man's life was snuffed out and a child is left fatherless. It's a horrifying situation and it affected him. Giancarlo Stanton was also thinking about sitting out last night's game, but he ultimately ended up playing. And anyone who says anything bad about anyone who sits out a game because they're not emotionally prepared to play the game or need a mental health day, or feel like their mind is not on baseball, you need to take a stadium full of seats, okay? These guys are human, and yes, they get paid to play baseball, but you also work a job, and I know that there are days that you wish you could take off because your brain is not behaving the way you want it to. You're thinking about too many things. Sometimes mental health days need to be taken because your mental health is affecting you physically, So I don't want to hear anyone saying anything bad about Aaron Hicks for what he did last night. And it was fine. The Yankees won. None of the other hitters did anything besides Kyle Higashioka. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Rugi Odor had his second hit as a Yankee, and he was the other run in the two-run shot. So he did something, but no one else did. So I need to wrap things up because we don't want the show to be too long. So tonight, Jamison Tyone against Hyunjin Ryu. 7.07 start, down in Dunedin. Tyone got a no decision in his last start, first start of the season, against the Orioles. He gave up two solo homers, struck out seven in four and two-third innings, and he's revamped his arsenal, according to MLB.com. He's gotten rid of his two-seamer in favor of an elevated four-seam fastball, so that's something to look out for. Ryu is pitching on five days rest. He pitched seven innings his last time out against Texas on Wednesday. He struck out seven, allowed two runs, but he's still looking for his first win of the season. So far, he has a 2.92 ERA and 12 strikeouts. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Fantasy Baseball. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Let's
2: go.